my name is Violet and I'm obsessed with all things personal development. As a life, health, wellness, and meditation coach, I love empowering you through difficult seasons of life so you can venture and live a life you truly love. Join me as I cover topics on health and wellness, money, business, work, great relationships, not so great relationships, love, loss, family, achieving those beautiful goals, creating balance in life, growth, and so much more. Consider this your one stop on a shop for a little happy hour blended with your personal school of life. Grab a drink, get cozy, and get ready to be challenged and inspired while you learn. This is the Venture Love Podcast. I am so excited and honored to have this very special guest on the Venture Love Podcast show. For our listeners, you're definitely going to want to check out Claudia Pinati out. Claudia has a background in nursing and worked in oncology and hospice for 15 years and in reproductive health since 2016. She loves helping families in their fertility journey with compassion, support, and empowerment, which I love. Claudia believes through her experiences as a nurse and as a mama to two that both have prepared her to become a doula. She completed her doula training with natural resources in San Francisco, which solidified her drive and desire to do birth work. Claudia was also super vital to myself because she was my birth doula and I will forever be grateful to you, Claudia, for all of your love and your support and your experience and helping me during one of the hardest days of my life. So super grateful for you. And now I'm so happy to have you on the show and have all of my listeners tune in and learn more about you. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you, Violet. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I'm so happy to have you. Yeah. So first off, I'd love to have you share what personally drew you to birth work. Was it the nursing field? Was it being a mama of two? Or was there like a pivotal aha moment for you? What was that for you? If you don't mind sharing a little bit about your history there. Yeah, Um, it was when I first became a mom, plain and simple. I was 19 years old. Um, I utilized a lot of services in my neighborhood. I'm from San Francisco Mission District. So natural resources was my resource. Mm. So um, a lot of the lactation consultants, the parent group facilitators, like all of those women, the midwives, like I knew that that's what I wanted to do at some point. When I had my son, that's when I fell in love with nursing because of the way that they cared for me, they cared for him. Um, And then fast forward in my nursing career, I did many years in oncology and we specialized in breast cancer. So I took care of a lot of women, um, early thirties to early fifties. That was a portion of women's health. And then I went into reproductive health and I, I worked with a lot of women going through infertility. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I still knew that at some point I wanted to go into labor and delivery. I wanted to go into that area. I just didn't know how, um, and then I'm, I didn't mention this the last time. So when 2020 hit, um, that's when nursing really changed. Um, and I knew that at that point I needed to change 
mm-hmm. something. Um, so I went into doula work and I haven't looked back, you know? So from 26 years ago, there was always me wanting to work with women mm-hmm. in some capacity. And um, I'm just really grateful that everything sort of like unfolded that the way that it did, because I'm here now. I love that. Yeah. I love your story. I feel like that's kind of how it ends up happening. You don't ever know how it's going to like pan out and then yeah. how it just does. And you make that decision. So you made that bold decision and now you're doing such beautiful work. So congrats. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, thank you, of course, for sharing your personal story. Um, so when it comes to birth education, I know personally, there's a ton of information out there, right? But what we don't hear about is the journey, um, to fertility, to conception, to fertility. So I'd like to dedicate this episode to anyone listening who has struggled to conceive, because I know you are just not alone. It's a hardship and a struggle that many women face. Um, and, you know, as a life health wellness coach and mama mentor myself, I've spoken with many women um, that struggle with this as well. So I think this is just a really important topic for us to, to, uh, to talk about today and to touch on today. So I'd like to start by asking you, what do you think are the top three reasons why so many women struggle with fertility in this day and age? I think one is because at this day and age, we are career driven. We're not settling down and getting married at the age of 18. It's a different generation, right? We're, we're going to college and we're getting our career underway. And then we start thinking about getting married and possibly starting a family in our thirties. Yeah. Right. And when we hit like when women hit the age of 34 that already really declines drastically right like any any age before the age of 33 we're still pretty good in terms of our fertility but when we hit a certain age those mm-hmm. those rates decrease right yeah. um another reason i feel is again I think it has to do with hormones. We have like over a hundred hormones in our body and stress, overworked and unbalance of home hormones. Those also affect fertility. And a lot of us are walking around with these unbalance of hormones and just kind of not really thinking about it. We're just kind of walking around like, Oh, I didn't sleep too well. Or, um, I'm feeling a little run down. Maybe I'm stressed out at work. Right. So I think a big part of it is also the unbalance of our hormones. Mm-hmm. And then another one, which leads me to an unbalance of hormones is just our lifestyle. It's very go, go, go here. Our diet isn't the best environment wise. It's not the best stress-wise, again, is not the best. And all of those things affect our hormones and our livelihood and our mental state. So I think those three, I think it's more than three, but, you know, I kind of like bunched it up. Um, And I work with a lot of women that are my age and I'm 45 
and, you know, wanting to get pregnant, you know, not having a partner, not thinking about wanting to have babies until they're really set in life. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot. Um, but I really do feel a lot of it and that we don't really put too much emphasis on is our hormones. Mm. I think that one is really big. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine there's a million and one different reasons why, but I feel like those, I mean, based off of what you said and you have tons of experience are super, um, they stand out the most. I mean, personally, even as you were talking through the three of them, I know they've hit me personally myself, you know, like wanting to have a career and figuring out like, oh gosh, you know, when I was in my twenties thinking this is embarrassing, but I'll just say it when I, when I was in my early twenties, I thought, okay, I'm going to get married at like 24. I'm going to have my first kid at 25, my second yeah. at 27, my third at 30. And then boom, it's going to be great. But like, no reality is way different. Right. I'm 35 and I had my baby, like, you know, last year, you can say last yeah. year now. Um, and it took time, you know, and even then I feel I'm kind of, um, further along than a lot of my friends who are freezing eggs. And I feel like had I not met my partner and my husband, I, I probably would be doing the exact same thing. Um, because you don't want to settle down with the wrong person and procreate and, you know, we can go down a rabbit hole of all the reasons why, but, um, yeah, I think that's super interesting that you bring that up and the hormones, um, and then eating, you know, the, our diets, stress, that's got to all play in to so much. And it's super interesting. You said 34 because, um, you know, before I got pregnant, I was reading a ton and it said, oh, when you're 35. And so now I feel like, oh gosh, is it going back up? Is it, is it is like, it's going backwards. It's going backwards. Holy crap. <laughs> oh man. Um, and, uh, I read somewhere that said, if you cut, um, I'm just picturing or for people that are visual, I guess, I don't know how accurate this is, but I've read somewhere that says, if you cut, um, when women are born, we're born with all of our eggs, right? So if you cut a pomegranate in half and you imagine, you know, if you look at a pomegranate cut in half, there's a ton of like jam packed little seeds, pomegranate yeah. seeds. And that's kind of like what we are sort of like, you know, for generally healthy women. And then if you, once you hit, I'm assuming now age 34, 35, if you cut, a what are those big old, big juicy tomatoes? If you cut those big juicy tomatoes oh, yeah. half, that's what our, our supply of, of eggs looks like, which is yeah. not that much, which is scary. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy we're having this conversation because I feel like there's a lot of information that you can share with, you know, the listeners that can really benefit and help them. So, um, and there was this silly question I had, but I've heard and read this a lot. And I personally know people that, um, they mean so well and they, they track and they, they're ready to have, they're ready to get pregnant, right? Maybe they're with the person that they're with, or they're just ready to move forward and, and have mm -hmm. a baby get pregnant. And so they start tracking and, um, you know, it starts becoming kind of like a full-time or side job or full-time job where you're tracking and you're just overwhelmed in the stress and you're doing all the things that you think you should be doing. And then you're struggling for months and months and months. And then the, the day you're like 
screw this. I'm done. I'm going to mm-hmm. chill back. I'm going to relax. Then it's like quick, they get pregnant. And I know that's not the case for everybody, but have you seen that or have you experienced that? I have seen that. Yeah. I totally have seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, um, I remember when we did, um, your prenatal prep at mm-hmm. home and I told you, don't hyper-focus on counting contractions, right? That was impossible, but yes, I remember you telling me. <laughs> yes. Here, I tell a lot of my clients, like, we, you know, it's the fertility awareness method that they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you monitor, like, your cervical change, you monitor your cervical fluid, you monitor your, your waking temperature, right? Mm -hmm. Um, all of these things they're monitoring day to day, like, when am I going to be fertile? When am I going to, you know, and it takes a toll mentally. It like takes over. Mm -hmm. And what does that do? It starts to create stress in your life, in your partner's life, in your sex life. And now it's turned into something that we can only have sex on these days. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's so stressful again, going back to stress. And, and I can, I could go on and on with what like stress starts to shoot off high levels of cortisol. What does that do? High levels of insulin, all of these things that don't help with fertility. Mm-hmm. So I have seen that. And I've also seen, um, women undergoing multiple like IUI cycles or IVF cycles, like back to back, like really hardcore, mm-hmm. um, and not giving their bodies and their minds a break. And, um, I'm telling you, I I've had a couple of, um, birth clients that were my fertility patients and became my birth clients and a couple of them, they actually stopped doing any treatments for at least six months Mm -hmm. and they got pregnant alone. Wow. You know, it just really, they were able to sort of settle their body back down, their mind back down really just kind of relax, take it easy and not feel the stress and the pressure of needing to do it. Mm -hmm. And they got pregnant on their own. That's incredible. I love that story. It's, it's amazing to, you know, it just goes to show you. And, and it's so funny because it's so similar in labor when we're stressed and anxious and going through these contractions And then when we decide to surrender, Mm -hmm. things progress a lot smoother and quicker. Yes. It's, I definitely have seen it for sure. I have seen that many, many times. I love it. Yeah. Um, So let's see what has been one of my questions that I was wanting to ask when I was thinking of all the questions I want to ask you was just what has been the most challenging infertility situation you've encountered as a doula and were there any things in particular that you found that helped? I mean, it kind of feels like you kind of just answered that question, but is there anything different that you, that you've encountered in your work life as a, as a doula? Yeah, it's been really hard. So I also, I don't know if you know, but I also work as a concierge nurse. Um, And what I do is I'll go to women's homes and um, administer their IVF medications, do education. Um, Sometimes I even do teaching and training for their partners. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I spend a lot of time with a lot of women on a nightly basis. Like I can sometimes even cover their entire um, cycle, which can be like 10 to 12 days. Oh, I didn't know and, that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that since 2017. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's a wonderful service. Um, it's called a gentle touch. And um, it started with um, one of the RNs that work at one of the fertility clinics. And and we used to get this a lot. A lot of um, patients would ask us, well, do you come to our house to give us our injections? Or do we come to the clinic every day? And we're like, no, we, we need to teach you how to do it, right? So we're a staff um, of women who, uh, nurses who go. So going back to your question, I, I spend a lot of time with these women. Um, and a lot of times these women do back-to-back cycles. And when I mean back-to-back, I mean back-to-back, like no breaks, like mm-hmm. absolutely no breaks. Um, I did have one patient who I think she's like on her third or fourth year Mm. it's tough it's really really tough um to just kind of watch another woman really struggle and a lot of women really struggle alone and quietly Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you if you're in a room full of women one out of four or one out of five of those women are going through the exact same thing but here we are kind of struggling alone so a lot of my work when I do that work is really just sitting with them and listening to them, mm-hmm. even a hug, even just, you know, having a cup of tea with them. It's, it's difficult. It's so hard to watch. It's really hard. The one thing that I always suggest is giving your body a break, like stepping back, giving your body a break. It's really hard um, to okay. kind of go through all of that back to back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what would you say in your experience um, is an appropriate break for someone who wants to get pregnant and is considering, you know, jumping back on that um, experience of going through another round? Like what, I mean, I know everyone's bodies are different, but what would be a bare minimum? Like, Hey, you need a break. Like, I really recommend you take a break, like take X amount of time off. Like, what would that be? What would you recommend? We sometimes recommend like around three months. Three months, okay. Right, because when you're when you're taking when you're doing IVF cycles, you're basically manipulating the hormones that are being injected into your system, right? They're mimicking, so you're adding FSH. You're taking away ovarian um, function, kind of suppressing your ovaries so they don't ovulate and you know, we're, we're basically injecting with a ton of hormones that are going to be multiplying the size and the amount of follicles Mm -hmm. at a rapid rate. And with all of these hormones, of course, we get a little crazy and stressed and tense and it's a lot. It's so much work. Mm -hmm. Um, So I usually very just gently just a kind reminder to really be gentle with themselves. Maybe think about taking a break, incorporating maybe um, talk therapy, maybe some acupuncture as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like it's such, it's an enormous amount of pressure. 
and a pressure that you put on yourself, sometimes families put on you, in-laws put it on you, depending on the culture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's another huge thing that I see. Mm-hmm. There's so much pressure on the woman to, you need to give, you know, my son and children, you need to give okay. this family grandchildren, <laughs> you know, it's huge. It's, it's such an amount of pressure. Yeah. So I see all of that. And when I worked at the clinic, a lot of times, a lot of the case managers would urge clients to take breaks. Mm. A lot of them don't listen. A lot of times, a lot of doctors, they won't recommend it either. You know, it's really a lot about the bottom line. It's a booming business. Mm -hmm. You know, the more cycles we can get out of people, the more payments, the more this, the more that it's difficult. Mm -hmm. It's really Mm -hmm. hard, but stepping back, I think from anything that's stressful. Yeah. And also really taking a lot of toll on your body and your mind. um, We have to think about that. I think that has a huge impact on what happens after that next cycle. Mm-hmm. I love tough. Yeah, no, I can, I can only imagine. I feel like um, I'm really happy that you said that because I think um, from others that I've heard in the fertility world, you kind yeah. of only hear about, oh, let's, let's start this process or try this out or try this medication or do this. And I think taking that holistic view of what you just said and taking a step back and breathing and thinking like, you know, is this the next step of what I want to take? Um, and if so, when versus rushing into it without thinking, um, it thoroughly and giving your body the break that it needs. So I love that you said that. Um, my next question is for women that are on the generally pretty healthy side that are wanting to have a baby and getting close to that time when they're thinking like, okay, I think now might be a good time for me, but obviously I've never been pregnant before. And there's a little bit of that fear of thinking, how soon do I get off the pill or do we stop using condoms or do we, you know, what would you recommend or a few tips that you think anyone can apply if they're considering maybe having a baby getting pregnant in the next, I don't know, six months or at some point this year, what would you say to start doing or start thinking about doing? Definitely like diet supplements. Mm-hmm. Are you taking the proper vitamins? Get a physical, mm-hmm. right? Kind of see where your baseline is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of studies that correlate vitamin D mm-hmm. um, as a big part of um, uterine health um, and studies, a lot of studies have shown like low levels of vitamin D attribute or are related to, um, miscarriages. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, get a, get a physical, have your labs drawn, kind of see where you're at your partner as well. Mm-hmm. Health wise, um, alcohol, you definitely want to minimize recreational drugs, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, it can really affect sperm count. Um, so it's not just about like the woman getting ready and prepared. It's also the male and for men, it's less invasive, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's much more less invasive to see where the man is at in terms of his sperm count and the agility and how all of that is looking. So it's both the man and the woman to kind of see where they're at health wise, Mm -hmm. And then go from there. 
Um, a lot of insurance companies, a lot of providers, um, they won't refer um, a couple to fertility assessment unless they have actively been trying to have a baby for a year and have been unsuccessful. Mm, yeah. Right. So if you've been trying for a year, purposely trying for a year and things haven't seemed to happen, yeah. talk to your doctor, mm-hmm. get a referral, go to an endocrinologist, kind of see where, again, where your hormone levels are at too. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something that both in the couple need to kind of figure out where am I at health-wise? Am I drinking a little too much? every night or on the weekends, maybe I need to cut that back down or exercise or again, when we're coming back to hormone levels, are my, are my hormone levels a little out of whack? Am I taking my supplements? Am I taking my vitamins? Those are the kind of things that I would really kind of start there. Mm-hmm. Those are great. I love that. I love that you mentioned it takes two yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because it takes two. It really does. I mean, it's not all, I just have to give it up for women because women take on so much. And if, I mean, if someone is listening, who's struggling, if you haven't put your partner into the mix, how do you know? It's just you. It's, it's a, it takes two. I'll just leave it at that. So that's a really important, excellent comment. You just made. It does. It's not all on us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Um, so thank you so, so much for sharing your expertise with the community. I could ask you questions for days and days and days. (laughs) You have so much knowledge. Um, so I know that for whoever may be listening to this episode that you've provided just a ton to help them with, to even start out with things to consider things to look out for. Um, so really amazing, incredible advice. I really appreciate you. And I truly loved having you as a guest on my venture love podcast. Um, so one final question that I've started asking people on my podcast is what does it mean to venture a life that you love? First thing is you need to learn to love yourself. Mm. I think that is the biggest venture for Mm -hmm. anyone. Mm -hmm. You have to put yourself first. You have to invest in yourself. You need to better yourself. You need to educate yourself. You need to have compassion for yourself. It's really, I think for me in my forties, that's where I really started to say, I need to love myself first. And that's like the biggest, biggest journey that I've ever taken. You have to start there. And then from there, you believe in yourself. Again, you invest in yourself. You take better care of yourself. It all starts with you. Wow. That was so beautifully said. I love that. I love that. It was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So for anyone listening, and I recommend everyone listening, if you want any kind of birth support, are struggling with your fertility, or you just want to connect with Claudia, how can people reach out and find you? How can they work with you? How can they meet you? How can they talk to you? How can they get to know you? So you can go to my website. It's www.claudiapeñate.com. 
Um, I'm also on Instagram and it's sfdula underscore Claudia. And, you know, both are linked to my website. You can message me um, and we can chat. Amazing. Thank Thank you so much, Claudia. I really appreciate having you on the show. And I can't wait for everyone to tune in and listen and share and just be in your energy because it's beautiful. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Violet. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning into the Venture Love Podcast. If you love this episode as much as I did, make sure to rate and subscribe so you never miss a future episode. And if you want to continue the conversation and share your biggest takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Yes, you. Head on over to my Instagram at violet underscore ventures to share your favorite part, grab a freebie, learn about my latest offerings, or check out my latest blog. I can't wait to connect and hear from you. This is Violet, and I'll see you next time on the Venture Love Podcast.